be the last is not easy. Number one, my name is Elie Wiesel. <laughs> Number two, there's, there's a terrible story about speakers. Once upon a time, somewhere in New York, there were many, many speakers. Slowly, slowly, the audience left. Only one remained, but he was still speaking. <laughs> when he finished, he came to him. He said, tell me, what? Why, aren't, why aren't you leaving? He said, I'm the next. <laughs> well, I admire you, young people, really, for having the patience of staying here and for listening to so much advice. Uh, from now on, you can simply go home and surely you'll achieve everything. <laughs> as for myself, really, I, I do not consider myself as an achiever. I don't know what I have achieved. I've written books, I've taught, I'm still teaching. Uh, the compliments that I receive are very strange compliments. Even here, uh, more, more often than not, one of you came up to me and said, please sign this book for my mother, she loves you. Or for my grandfather, he loves you. It's never I love you, it's always somebody else. You know? <laughs> <laughs> often somebody says, oh, my, my brother-in-law reads all of your books, again, always somebody else. Strange, strange compliments. The best compliments are the funniest. I, I received once is from somebody saying, you know, Professor Wiesel, I cannot go to bed to sleep without your book. She needs my book to sleep, you know. <laughs> what can I really offer you as advice? It's very, very simple. The advice is simple. In France, in Paris, there is a museum called Palais Chaillot, which is a very great monument to culture, to conscience. On it, on the frontispiece, a few words written by Paul Valéry, who was one of the greatest poets in France. And it goes something like this, il dépend de moi, it depends, it depends, it depends on you, passerby, whether I speak or, or keep silent, whether I be a treasure or a tomb, and so forth. Now, this is really what you are doing when you learn. It depends on you whether the learning you, have, you absorb is becoming a treasure or a tool. The words that you use, whether they heal or they wound, it's always in your hand. The main thing is the end of that frontispiece. It says, ami, n'entre pas ici sans ferveur. Friend, do not come inside without fervor. I suggest to you, never lose your fervor. It is fervor that gives you the thirst for knowledge. It is fervor that makes you look to someone else and make him or her your friend. It is fervor that makes your life into a song. It is always fervor that is needed to feel alive. Without it, you don't live. Without it, you become indifferent. And nothing is worse than indifference. You heard so many things today. I, I, I was moved by so many of the speakers. And I was wondering why has no one really spoken about the present? There are so many things going on in this world today that bother me, that hurt me, that, that wound me, that pain me. You should know about them. What about the burning of the churches? For God's sake, what is happening in this country? that black churches are being burned. What do these racists want to accomplish?
to kill God in the church. What do they think? That there are two gods, one for the black churches and one for the white churches. What is happening? Why don't you speak up? Why don't you shout your anger? Yes, anger. Fervor and anger do go together. I was the day before yesterday in, in, in Berlin, for, naturally, for a lecture. In Berlin this week, it scandal occurred. The Pope came to Berlin. I hope you have read it in the paper or seen it on television. He came to Berlin. They received him, at least not they, sorry, a group, a young group, a thousand or more youngsters, received him throwing eggs and tomatoes at his car. Worse, the obscenity of it all. They hired a prostitute, naked, who threw herself to the Pope's car. Oh my God, what is really happening there? There must be limits to protest, and I am for protest. You heard somebody saying, make trouble. Yes, make trouble, but not, don't be indecent. Indecency today is happening. What about those people today who are victims of AIDS, who feel so desperate? Do you think about them, or of Alzheimer? Today, the homeless, I feel that there is so much for you to do, which we have left undone. I teach, I have been teaching for, for almost, almost 30 years. I'm a writer and a teacher, and my passion is study, yes, my passion is writing. But the main thing is to tell you, look, the next century is yours. And maybe I should say, woe unto you, that you will inherit a century, which we have destroyed for you. You have now to rebuild it. What are we offering you? A few words, a few ideas, a few passions? Is it enough? It's not enough. Do more. Look, I do not have to tell you. I have seen things I don't want you ever to see. And only if we remember them will you be spared. But to remember them means to accept a certain sadness. I don't even want you to be sad. But I want you to absorb knowledge. I believe in responsibility. We are all responsible for one other. And a French philosopher said, and I more so, you more so. We are responsible. People ask me often, what is the response to the Holocaust? And I say, responsibility. There is response in responsibility. Whatever happens must affect you because you are affected. Now, I also believe that you can, you can, literally you can, handle your responsibility. And I'll finish with, I love stories, with a beautiful story, not mine. It's, it's a very beautiful legend, an ancient Talmudic legend, that once upon a time, the emperor heard that in his empire, there is a man, a wise man, endowed with many powers. He knows how to listen to the wind and understand what secrets it carries from one land to another. He understands the language of the birds, and when the birds are chirping, he knows what they say to one another. He can read the design of the clouds because they contain a certain message for the future. He also knows how to read someone else's mind. The emperor said, bring him. 
They brought him. Is it true, said the emperor, you know? Yes. The clouds? I think so. The birds? Yes, majesty. I'm told you also know how to read someone else's mind. He said, yes. Read mine, said the emperor. In my hands behind my back, I have a bird. Is it alive or not? And the wise man was afraid that maybe if he were to say that the bird is still alive, the emperor might kill that bird. He was waiting for a long minute, smiled, looked into the eyes of the emperor, said, Majesty, the answer is in your hands. The answer is always in your hands. But don't forget the question. Thank you.